just uh, be uh, in each other's presence, God, uh, we know, uh, I look forward to this time, uh, but we can really drain you spiritually, we can drain you emotionally, we can drain you mentally and physically, and just to have a time uh, each week where we're just focused on you and, and, and uh, in each other, God, and I look forward to that, I really appreciate this time, and I hope and pray that we all appreciate this, God, and I, I pray that you help today's lessons to really help us to I really take our fellowship to heart and to really appreciate what you've given us. I pray that we can help uh, leave here today seeing uh, fellowship the way you do and treating it the way you do as well. God, we love you. We thank you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, we started a series, a new series called Love One Another. And we're looking at the uh, one another, each other scriptures throughout the Bible. We're obviously not going to exhaust all of them, but we're going to look at a good bit over the next few weeks. And uh, just want to give you a brief recap of what we looked at so far. Uh, we talked about how Jesus focused on the more important matters when it comes to obeying God, when it comes to doing God's will. Jesus focused on the more important things. Sometimes we put equal weight upon everything. And if God has called us to do something, it's obviously important. But there are some things that God emphasized more than others. For example, if you're a parent, it's important that your children clean their room, right? Obviously, it's important. But you also want them to love their sibling, right? So which is more important to you, cleaning their room or loving their sibling? Loving their sibling. Yes, it's important you clean your room. But it's extremely important that you love your brother or your sister. See, the Pharisees put equal weight on everything, and that developed a legalistic mentality. It, it, it developed a legal, so people couldn't drop the ball on anything. They had very zero, they had zero tolerance on anything. But Jesus said, see, you, you guys are focused more on one thing, and you're neglecting the more important thing. And so we want to make sure that we avoid that type of mentality. And if you realize that, you know, I think the longer you're a Christian, the easier it is to become legalistic about everything. And we have to relearn, we have to, to go back and make sure that we understand that there are things that God values more than others. He expects us to obey everything, but there are things that God does put more weight to. And he wants to make sure that we agree on that as well. We looked at an example from 1 Samuel 15, verse 22, uh, where Samuel was uh, talking to uh, you know to Saul, and Saul Saul didn't do what he was what he what he was supposed to do. And Samuel just pointed out to obey is better than sacrifice. And I think sometimes you know in our minds we think that hey, well look, I, I sacrifice a lot, but how's your obedience to God? You know, reading your Bible every day is a sacrifice, and you need to do that, and you should do that, and if you don't. Christians sacrificing each week. Like Amali talked about, your dollar is connected 
Your gifts, everything that you have that you give to edify and build up the church and the sacrifice is extremely important. But is it possible to do all those things and still not obey God? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we need to make sure that we're considering the things that God considers important. When it comes to the matters of relationships, God puts such a high value on relationships that it's considered the second greatest command to loving God himself. Jesus says in Matthew 22, 37, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. We're going to mark as with all your strength. And then he goes and he says the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. He also talks about how God from the very beginning made it clear it's not good for us to be alone. We were not created to be alone. God made us and shaped us and molded us for relationship. Everything about you radiates relationship. You need to talk to people. You need to listen to people. You need to walk with people. You need to play with people. And yes, there are times you need to take a break from people, but for the most
in the dark. Some of us thought we were better off than we were until the light of God's word shined on our lives. And we were like, whoa, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Or I'm not as good as people told me that I was. And here's the thing. I can't be a 007 Christian. I can't be a Lone Ranger 
our relationship, it also separates us. Sometimes when people are living in sin, they don't want to be around other people who are walking in the light. Because that means your light is going to shine in their life. And look, here's the thing. Like we talked about last year, I mean last week, there are times you sin and it, it's not really deliberate. Sometimes you just, because of just who you are, you're going to mess up. And the light, and you happen to mess up in the light and somebody happens to see you. And that's okay. You know, you, you repent, you grow, you amen, pray for me, help me out, sin, whatever, you move on. But when you're walking in darkness, there that keeps us from seeing the truth but also keeps us from wanting to walk with others in the light. You don't want, when you, when you want to hold on to a sin, you don't want to be around other Christians. Because the last thing you want is to be judged. And I think sometimes it's not even a fear of judgment. Trump, that's it. You might be like, yeah, I ain't crazy. Come on. 
she didn't understand God's will for my life. Let me tell you, I think sometimes we give too much leverage to our families and not enough to God. And we do what we what our family want us to do over what God commands us to do. At the end of the day, who has the keys to heaven? Who has the power to let you in or keep you out? It ain't your mama. It ain't your dad.
should not be yoked with them. Because let me tell you, whoever's strong is going to lead the other. And I know, I know. They, they come to church. I just get up at church. I'll change them. The brothers will love him up. They'll study the Bible. There are some fellowship pillars, and I don't even want to look at 
fellowship pillar. It's a fellowship pillar. There's an article. There's an article uh, in the New Scientist magazine titled Self-Centered Cultures Narrow Your Viewpoint. A Texas corporation aiming to improve productivity told its employees to look in the mirror and say, I am beautiful a hundred times before coming to work. In contrast, a Japanese supermarket instructed its employees to begin their day by telling each other you are beautiful. Where would you rather go? Walk through the door. But isn't that what the Bible tells us to do? Isn't that how it describes us singing hymns and songs to one another? So when we come to church, Sis, I, I'm just so grateful for you being in my life. I mean, encouragement goes such a long way, but when you're not getting that, you have to wonder why. And usually it comes back to fellowship. To fellowship. So I got a little old work for you. How should we fellowship? How should we conduct ourselves in God's house? So I'm glad you asked. 1 Peter 4, verse 9, offer hospitality. Have people over. Open up your homes because, again, it's not something you go to. It's something we're a part of, right? Something we belong to. Have people over. Make it a practice, maybe once a month. Hey, let's, let's, let's have dinner at each other's house. Like, 
the job on the monitor for the uh, house in our neighborhood not far away from where our kids go to school. I'm like, look, man, that's another home. We can go have, have some delicious food. That brother can cook. And that takes 